0: Welcome to the Talking Chimera. This is Eli, your host. Today I'm joined by
1: I'm Payton, Chelsea, Weirdo Duncan. Oh, come on, dude! And Silent Man. (laughs) And Eddie. There you go. We got the intro right this time. Today
0: we are going to be talking about D and D terms that we will be using. Uh, Throughout our sessions and throughout what we talk about in general
2: Yeah, it it came to our attention that not a lot of people bother explaining uh, the uh, abbreviations and slang used Entirely throughout all of tabletop role-playing in any game, really
3: I don't know how many times I've asked these people now. Which one is the D8? At D20 I I know what I know what a d twenty. Yeah, it, it, you still, still ask. ask like every speaking, time it's like generally it's weird. Generally uh-huh. speaking, it's what do I roll again? D twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like if you have to ask what you roll, you roll d d twenty. Yeah. Usually.
3: But but sometimes if I'm doing damage, I can't roll a d twenty because that gives too much damage on the. Well, yeah, because when
2: you're rolling damage, damage, we'll tell you what you're rolling.
0: Or you should have it written down.
2: True. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then you read the d's.
0: Anyways,
2: yeah, 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 already we're throwing around abbreviations. Which yeah, might not seem like all that big a deal to people who are already into this hobby,
0: right? But if you're new, it it's kind of like these people are talking Greek now.
2: Yes. yes.
0: So, anyways.
2: None don't of us understand. None, know none of
0: us understand either. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We will be starting off with something we, we have a list of terms and we'll be starting off with something pretty simple. D and D.
3: And dragons. <laughs> oh, I did
1: not know what D and D was. Okay,
3: sorry sarcasm. You, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it gets thrown around a lot, and it's important to remember that there is no N in that abbreviation. It's supposed to be an AM or an an apostrophe.
1: Yeah.
3: So if you really want to be specific, you can go Dungeons and Dragons. But most people just say Dungeons and Dragons.
0: D&D! Most people just say D&D. Yeah. And for
1: those who say D&D is for Dungeon Dude, you're wrong.
2: Uh, Yeah, they uh, specifically market themselves with the same acronym. Because that's what most of their content revolves around. Mm -hmm a pretty good marketing strategy
0: anyways our next uh abbreviation is phb
2: yeah the player's handbook oh that's what it was yeah technically the last two letters of that are the same word not really a big deal yeah uh you'll hear a, a lot one. of people refer to the phb when it comes to race or class generally in just where you find that set of rules for stuff
0: so like Oh, it's in the PHB
2: on page whatever. Yeah.
0: All right.
3: I mean, you could just call it the book too. That's what I called it until we got more of them.
2: The problem is, is that there's like forty bajillion books for D and D. But if yeah. you He's are starting out,
1: if you are starting out, that you. is the book. Yes. True.
2: Yes. True. The only book that I recommend people pick up. A lot of people will say that you need all three of the core rule books to play, which we'll cover the abbreviations for those here in a second. Uh... But really, the only one I recommend picking up is the Player's Handbook.
3: Of course, everything's on the internet now, so.
2: You oh yeah, the rules are too. free. You don't technically need to pick up any books, especially because they're kind of expensive.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aren't they though? Bet, yeah.
0: Anyways, next book being DMG.
2: That is the Dungeon Master's Guide, the one hundred percent optional book. Like literally, you. Most places, uh, most campaigns, pre-written or otherwise only recommend you pick up the player's handbook, and literally every rule in the Dungeon Master's Guide states how it's optional.
3: So if you wanted to make a world off of Candyland, the game, you could...
2: I want to do that now. (laughs) I want a peppermint axe (laughs) that does fire damage now.
1: That would be pretty dope. (laughs) Sorry, it just came to mind. Would eating it count as food for the day and sharpening your weapon?
2: I don't think it would sharpen your weapon, I think it would destroy your weapon. I think you need to go get a new one after that. Well, yes,
1: but have you you never had a candy cane that you sharpen into like a point to stab people with? But you're not
3: eating it, you're licking it.
2: But the problem is that if it's a candy cane X, it's already sharp. And what happens after you eat it down past that point? It's gone! You buy a new one! Exactly!
1: Yeah, Uh, supply uh, and demand. I thought it would be a katana and just disappears into air, so it's just more precise. No, if it was a katana, it'd probably break. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: I was meaning to be perfectly blade, honest. The... You make anything out of peppermint, it's probably gonna Well, break. like,
2: like you're talking yeah. about going from like a blade to like razor wire, And nah. <laughs> <laughs> candy cane ain't that flexible. Licorice, maybe.
3: That would do. a butt turn
2: damage. I'm, just going off of the non-brand name candies that are in candyland. Okay, we, we are getting to off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Sorry, my. Fault.
3: Someone stop
1: me. <laughs> Big
3: rabbit.
0: Wow! Right not here. expecting that.
1: that. Not that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we should just have a button here that just says, "Stop it, Duncan." No. I want to get a. I want to get one of those those easy buttons that says, "Duncan, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help."
0: Get some help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, okay. Now one. we've gone through all that right, sinkhole. Right.
0: Anyways, our
1: next abbreviation is DM and GM. Dungeon master, and, and if you're a nerd, game master.
2: Yeah. Also called the MC, sometimes in certain role-playing games, this is the dude who sits behind the screen and does the brunt of the imagination work for whatever role-playing game you're playing, or as I, know, I like so to call it, the table god. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, dude.
3: Also, when you it's know not they decide. I, I they know, know to it's not music. wrong. <laughs> also, when they know they want to play music, and everybody else knows what the battle music sounds like. You generally
2: hate his
0: guts. Hey. And he's also the person that if you get a very bad role, he's the one that sneakers and says, Hey, here's a new character sheet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> How do I do not need this? Think about it. You just died.
0: I mean, there's also the whole, yeah, you see your character sheet?
1: It's mine now.
3: <laughs> I want it back. So you only have
1: 30 hit points left, huh? That's a shame. Uh-huh.
2: Because the dragon still has two uses left in his fire breath. Yeah. And uh
1: Yeah.
0: Next is PC Master Race.
2: Not that
1: kind of PC.
2: See, that PC refers to personal computer, and PC in the realm of tabletop gaming refers to player character. This is less of an abbreviation that most people who are playing the game outside of the DM's chair need to worry about. But...
0: Technically, that's still Master Race.
3: When not that be... Playable character, though, because
2: that makes more sense? Uh, No. Unfortunately, playable character refers to characters that are pre-existing in a system that are designed to be played. You're thinking video game. Um. This is a table. So
0: PC could mean that if the DM had someone, or had already built characters. (laughs)
3: uh, uh,
1: Teacher calls on student four.
0: Speaking of PCs, I've heard of doing D and D on online. Yes. Yes.
2: That that is we a can, whole thing. We, we, we touched on like that. Rooms yes. in order to play oh. with, with the whole play settings play of play thing. Yes yeah. you, know, you were. creation thing. Interesting. <clears throat> moving
0: on? Yeah, moving on. Uh Eddie to... has
2: the memory of a goldfish. Exactly. That. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <you say? laughs>
0: Moving on to NPC.
2: Non-playable characters! This is literally everything the DM gets to do.
0: Which is why there are are either so many or so little, depending on how good the DM is at role-playing.
3: So when you get to sit back and watch them interact with themselves, it's
0: hilarious. Oh my gosh, it is the best.
3: Yes! Schizophrenia for the win!
0: Unless it's not clear that they're talking to each other.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I only have so many voices I can do, guys. Like, I'm working on it. But...
0: Or there's like a dramatic pause in between each sentence. Regardless
2: dif- of who is talking.
0: Yeah. And it's like, are you done? No, no, he's not done. Okay. Or the DM could be like swinging from one place to
2: the (laughs) (laughs) other, going from north to west. Yeah, yeah, doing the hokey pokey in his
3: chair. (laughs) That's what it's all about.
0: No, actually, (laughs) dice is what it's all about, which is our next subject.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Cringy transition.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But a transition nonetheless.
0: D4, D6, D8, D10. D12 <laughs> and D20
2: D is just the abbreviation for dice and it's just shorthand for writing stuff down Yeah. Uh, D4 or whatever number comes after it is referring to how many sides the dice has yeah, that's what, what is really the
0: highest is. D? 100 D100.
2: Also known as percentile
3: Let's be perfectly yeah. honest y'all Dice 4 sounds weird
2: Four sided dice is hard to write Oh, man when I yeah. need to write down a bunch of stuff. I know, yeah. and
3: I agree, but like, you, you hear D4, you think, my thoughts are dice four, and that just sounds weird.
2: I, I almost never say D4 at a tabletop context. I always call it something stupid, like grab your tiny pyramid, or grab the cow-trop. caltrop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The caltrop. Did you know that a D4 does 80 D20 necrotic damage when you chuck them at your Dungeon Master's face? <laughs> <laughs> they
3: don't do it to the Dungeon Master. It Obviously do. not.
2: The Dungeon oh. Master doesn't <laughs> have a health bar.
1: No, you throw one of those, you're get hitting with darkling Gold.
2: <laughs> that is a personal thing of where DM was going to grab every dice they could see on the table and deal that much damage. I thought you keep. I had the to pull that box. No, no,
0: it, d- it depends on the DM. Oh, yeah,
2: that, that's okay. just a thing that I use to keep incredibly toxic players in line.
0: Which is why I keep getting more and more dice. <laughs> you can never have too many dice. Gets one shot.
2: <laughs> Shiny math rocks make the click clack noise. Need the more
1: freaking
0: oh,
2: dice boy.
1: goblins.
0: <laughs> no, I'm a dice dragon. I'm a hoarder. Okay, oh, that, that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, next is stat
2: statistics. Yeah, yeah. That that should be common parlance because it's not just a DD thing. Do you but stack stats?
1: No.
3: What are you going on about, sir? Remember, we're talking to the person with that's a goldfish. Or, Thank I'm you, sorry, goldfish. has the memory of a goldfish. We're talking Thank you,
0: girl, I think I know.
3: <laughs> it's like you got interrupted
2: by someone shoving something in your face.
3: you like, we're talking about
2: That's a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Anyways. On top of stat, there's also the abbreviations for strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma.
2: Yeah. Which is usually just the first three Riz, letters. Dex, con. Most people say strength, though they abbreviate it to STR when they're writing. Yeah. Because strength is a monosyllabic word, and therefore not any more difficult to say. Right. Uh, I don't find that people use the abbreviation for charisma as a spoken thing. Centry. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the soft stats don't usually get spoken.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't really
2: know why. Intelligence is a mouthful.
0: Right, but int is kind of weird.
2: Dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ha ha-ha, ha ha-ha. <laughs>
3: I suppose you could always go in. That's and not how
1: you high five. It will reduce yeah, noise. Yeah, design.
2: yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a thing.
3: Good high five.
2: Anyhow, Fist it's mostly it, it's. Shush.
1: shush. Why? <laughs> why?
2: Why are you the way that you are? Yes. <laughs> but
0: Anyways.
2: Yeah, it's mostly just written shorthand.
0: Yeah. Um. I believe. We can go on to modifiers now, or Uh, mod.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: The thing that follows, those shorthand. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: you'll see that a lot. Like strength strength mod, con mod, dex mod, especially. Then you have intelligence mod, wisdom mod, charisma modifier, just about as often. Especially in the case of spellcasting and or saving throws. Yeah. Which we'll cover.
0: Saving throws I thought were con, though.
2: Uh, saving throws, I think we have as a separate bullet point. What?
0: Yeah. Never Saves. mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We'll come after the next one. So, anyways.
2: Conor also comes into play when you're rolling up a character for your health. Very okay, true.
0: On to checks.
2: Yeah, checks. Doing uh, Interacting checks? with the world is oh. a check. Yeah. So uh, like. Basically, doing anything that. Uh, may Make or a perception may not check. Go mm. awry. So you require a, a check them. of some sort. So you, yeah, want, like to you, you want, want to say you want a bow duke play. slide across the table and punch Peyton in the face? That's going to require oh, an acrobatics a, yeah. check. Yeah. Or uh, sliding
3: across the car hood of a doofy thing. Or... or
2: Chelsea wants to Darth Vader choke slam you before you can do that. That's going to require an athletics check.
0: How about jumping onto a moving cart?
2: That is acrobatics.
3: How about climbing a hill? Athletics. <laughs> yeah. Question: If you're climbing a hill and Not a mountain. And the hill is, for all intents and purposes, a a slow descent, uh, ascend.
2: Gentle slope?
3: (laughs) Yeah, gentle slope. Why would you have to... I wouldn't
2: require a check for that. Okay. But if I were to require a check for climbing a hill, it would be athletics. If you're a DM and you're trying to... Athletics. A lot of things are athletics.
0: If you're a DM and you're trying to figure something out on if you should ask the players for a check or not, Basically, is it something that they, that a person would be able to do in real life easily? Yeah. If yes, no check. If no, do a check.
3: But that's not quite fair. Or if, if you want if to generate tension folks, from
2: I? the ability of it to fail, you ah. ask for a check. That too. Basically, mm-hmm. if there's interesting stakes from something going awry, or if it's very likely that it will go awry... Then you ask for a check. Roll an
1: athletics check to sit down correctly.
3: Only if you're drunk. That would I would call, I would call for acrobatics,
2: bad. actually, not athletics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe the chair is a mimic. Roll. That would just be a run, you fool. Roll
0: an acrobatics to sit on the chair, get the one, crash at the window.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that that's the kind of hilarity that ensues with a completely random
0: game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On to save.
2: Yeah, save is the flip side of the coin. Oh, thank whenever goodness world... I'm save.
1: i uh-huh. I like the flatness of that sentence. I am save.
2: <laughs> save is the flip side of the coin. Uh, save happens whenever the world interacts with you. Uh, more often than not, they're used in combat to either resist spell effects or get the hell out of the way of an explosion or something. What about traps? Yes. Traps yeah. Yeah. usually traps require traps a save. A save. Uh, half the time, traps are stupid and don't require saves. They just trigger.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Which is why I usually just let you guys know, a trap's going off. What's your first reaction?
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, who (laughs) could You got hit.
2: Yeah, yeah. If all you're doing is eking, then yeah, you definitely got swarmed. You
1: definitely got hit.
2: A lot of people will hit the deck not realizing that it's a pit trap, and that's thoroughly useless.
1: A good idea is always to jump back. Yeah. Or jump forward.
2: Eh, Depending
1: on, on where you're at. If you're at the very front If you're at the front, jump back.
2: Into the next guy.
1: Hey, guys. True, but what? you'd be holding me. Yeah, we're we're metagaming track. already dude.
2: Yeah. 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 About yeah. a trap yeah. that doesn't exist. Exactly. Right. <laughs>
0: I, I think what we're trying to get at or what was trying to be said was jump back into where you just were, because there was no trap there. However, yeah. you could have avoided a trap, so it's, you know...
2: Yeah, so saves are used for stuff like Indiana Jonesing your way through uh, traps and other hazardous circumstances. And they also use your ability modifiers, usually pretty disparately, depending on what kind of trap-slash-hazardous circumstance you're doing. Yeah. Or having done to you, I should say.
1: But,
0: while we're on the uh, subject of saves and, you know, rolling to get out of them, DC.
2: Difficulty class. This is, again, something that's thrown around a lot in general. Not usually for uh, players, though. Is this right. going
0: to be hard to talk about? No. Difficulty, hard. Okay. It's not yeah. funny when you have, you have to...
2: My dude, you don't need to come up with a pun for everything.
3: That's his job. And he's not doing it, so you don't have to do it. Not your (laughs) job either,
2: sir. Anyhow, whenever you uh, want to perform a save or a check, the difficulty class is determined by the DM based on how hard they think the task should be, such as reaching the book off of a top shelf That's not too difficult, depending on the height of your character, so relatively low DC. Right. Dodging out of the way of a red dragon's fire breath, that's pretty difficult. Yes. High DC.
0: Now, DC is used by players when it comes to certain spells. Oh yes, you have your spell save DC. But that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, you have to calculate that on your own. And it's based off of very strict and little moving factors. Yeah. You get eight, your proficiency bonus, and then your casting mod, which is the modifier for whatever ability score that your class uses to cast. These are your soft stats, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Yeah. Occasionally you get people that are really weird and cast with their constitution, but those usually aren't casters. (laughs)
0: That's
3: a rant for another time. Moving on.
0: Moving on to AC.
3: Armor class. How hard are you to hit on a scale roughly of 1 to 20?
0: I'm as hard as plot armor.
2: Meaning you get hit all the time, you just don't die. Right. <laughs> Isn't that what a ting is for? Uh, <clears throat> plot armor is a narrative term that doesn't really fit with D&D all that often.
0: All up often. And-
2: but uh, it's basically just the story has decided that you can't die yet.
0: You have not come to a fitting end. Yeah. You shall live to see another day.
1: No, I should torture you more
2: first. <laughs> or it's just like, it does not end here. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things to be done with narrative plot armor that I think D&D could really benefit from.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it kind of makes it difficult because having so many different players, if one character has plot armor, that makes them seem like the main character.
2: Which is why you have to be very careful about it. If you're going to do plot armor, everyone gets the plot armor. you got to be equal opportunity with that stuff. Right.
1: Even more difficult is having a DMPC without plot armor.
2: Well, the difficult thing with plot armor is uh, it's never satisfying. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to use it, you have to use it without letting people know that you're using it.
0: Anyways, yeah, we're kind of yeah, getting off a, that is subject. subject. Yeah, I'm sorry. Back to AC, which is what we were originally talking about.
2: Yeah, armor class. It usually has to do with dex. Yeah. Uh, you usually get to add your dexterity modifier unless it's heavy armor. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, kind of Joe example, Schmo man. with nothing going on starts at 10 AC. I'm
1: sorry, Joe Schmo? Joe Schmo. Input character here.
2: Blank slate. Yeah. yeah. Tabula rasa.
1: Test dummy, three. Yes. Uh, Why three? Because one has plot armor and two already died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but no, uh, you start at ten and it goes upwards from there usually.
0: Yeah. You could probably go down, couldn't you? Depending on your Dex modifier.
2: Yeah, if you're particularly clumsy, but that's only for like the worst specked out wizard. Usually, as a baseline, every attack that gets thrown at you has about a fifty percent chance of missing, uh, before taking into account your and the person throwing the attack's skill.
1: Well, and even Great. mages can cast mage armor to boost it.
2: Yeah, and, true.
1: Yeah, I, I don't imagine it can get far much lower than ten.
0: Um, are- moving on to HP.
2: Hit points. Health point
1: The red juice that keeps you not dead.
2: Yes. Isn't that Uh, linked
1: with your constitution?
2: True. Which gives people the impression of you can take this many hits. When in all actuality, it's not very realistic to think of it that way. I tend to like the system in which uh, I would land a hit on a player and have them describe how they avoid getting hit. You'd still lose the HP, but this way the world feels a lot more realistic, wherein a single sword slash usually means you die.
0: Yeah. Is but, there a thing
1: called temporary hit points?
2: Yeah, temp HP. This um, is stuff that. how do you get them? Uh, spell effects, potions, etc. Yeah, this, it's, much. it's stuff that stacks on top of your HP. Uh, and stacks is the wrong word because it doesn't. Yeah. So inspiration? Uh, that's a that's a totally different. Okay, then thing.
3: Don't, let's
2: not go there. Yeah. Uh, but no, temporary HP gets granted from class features, spells, potions, etc. False and it, Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the usual one, and uh, it functions as a buffer. Just here, have this. It's a cushion between the enemy sword and your actual hit points. Uh. There are specific rules that rarely come up about uh, negative HP, i.e. when you get hit so hard you don't have any left and then some, and then restoring HP both in the uh, normal sense and when you're at negative HP. Basically, whenever your negative hit points reaches your maximum hit point total on the inverse side, you die outright. Flat out. If you hit zero, you are dying, and you get to make death saves, we already covered saves, to avoid it.
0: We, we could probably go into the death saves more,
1: I feel like.
2: Oh, yeah, no, death saves are a whole bad works. What, Eddie?
1: Um, could tempor- uh, temporary hit points heal you from death? No. No. Because temporary HP isn't lifeblood.
2: You know
0: it is. It, more like a shield on something like Risk of Rain. Yeah. Game I already knew this crap. Uh,
2: hmm? ba- you think energy shields in a sci-fi setting. There's your temporary HP. Yeah. It's not going to stop you from being dead. Yeah. Anyhow.
0: What could it actually help you make success on death saves?
2: No, what I think it would do is it would prevent you from taking further damage. Yeah. Whilst making
3: so, like, if someone's because stomping
2: you into the dirt while you're already dying, and someone's applying temporary HP, then they'd have to chew through that temporary HP before they can make that negative life total go down for
1: them. Right. Because monsters are ruthless and they will kill
2: you. Yeah. Yes. However, hitting someone while make, they're making death saves causes them to immediately fail a death save. So it, it's a, it's it's kind of a lost cause. Is what I'm saying.
0: What if you're dead and you get HP?
2: You can't get HP when you're dead. Yes, you're you can. Player. No, when dead, not dying. Oh! If you are, if you are dead, you are no saves, longer a player character. Receive. You are a corpse. You right. You're an item. You unless are set dressing of interest only to historians.
0: Unless some god has taken pity on your poor soul.
2: Yeah, you. You need a resurrection spell for that.
0: Yeah. But if you're making death saves and someone gives you health points, you, can, you know someone yeah, heals that immediately you. Immediately, yeah.
2: Ends the death save process. Also, uh, any uh, healing gained is starting at zero. It ignores whatever your negative life total might be. And,
1: however, don't like if you if you go down and then you get back up. If you go down again, you will have like an automatic. Death oh yes On death saves. Yes uh,
2: The more times you go down in a day uh, Between long rests uh, The more failed death saves you start with And also levels of exhaustion Because yay
1: Being God. dead is
2: kind of tiring Oh, you know, Coming back from the dead is exhausting work
0: Anyways um...
2: Next subject Bring me
3: another
0: looked like she was high.
3: More sacrifices.
0: <laughs> Next is eight, a, XP, LVL, and Milestone. Ooh.
2: Levels. Yeah. Experience, levels, and Milestone is a reference to a system of experience. The things that... Basically, uh, in Baseline D&D... You you were talking? No, no, go ahead. That's I good. bet you have a better point than I do. In Baseline d and D, a a monster <laughs> well, of yeah, whatever level is worth... X amount of XP. And when you gain pretty large amounts of XP, you level up. I tend to run by milestone to discourage murder hoboing, which is an entire topic that we'll get into later. Wherein, basically, you level up when I say you level up. Yeah. And, uh, this helps to discourage people from picking a fight with anything that draws breath.
0: Which is, in a nutshell, what Myrna Hobo means.
2: You look at me funny, let to fight. Yeah, you no, know, it's like, hey, you have a pocket full of copper pieces, I'm gonna kill you!
0: It stops it from being a Pokemon encounter every turn.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh, dun, 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 dun. XP and LVL are experience points and level. Level determines what all features from the class you picked you have access to, also your hit points, uh, HP. And XP is a measure of how far along the track you are to your next one. Pretty self explanatory. Anybody who's played a video game probably has, at the very least, seen these systems.
0: Yeah. Uh, On to our next one. Speed.
2: Is abbreviated to SPD. It's just a matter of how fast on the map you move during combat. Yeah. Typically 30 feet. Yeah, 30 feet is the standby. There are faster characters. There are slower characters. Some people are held back by being short. That's that's just a fact of life. Tall people walk faster than short people.
0: Well, back they have a ten. longer... uh Longer gait, Longer yeah. stride. Can you imagine if someone was flashed?
1: Like, what would their speed be?
2: Uh, The fastest you can get in the game is a little 20 tabaxi monk with boots of striding and springing under the haste spell. And... uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, the fact that I'm able to pull that out of my hat is kind of—it's a funny story. And it's like around five hundred feet per second.
0: You can move across five maps in
2: in a single turn. In
0: a single turn.
1: I feel like moving to the next county. (laughs) Bye, guys. Just like yeah, no, peace out. (laughs) Oh, there's a giant over there. I'll show you. See you. In the next town, goodbye.
0: Would someone be able to walk across water using that?
1: How fast would a uh, level twenty monk's could do it anyway?
2: True.
0: With that amount of speed, not using any other special features,
1: just base speed.
2: According to the rules,
1: no.
0: Okay. So you would have to use special it's like Usain Bolt abilities. Really
2: fast. I don't think he's Jesus. <laughs> I feel like he could get two or three steps in, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Two or three steps, and then he immediately falls in. Yeah, and then just phase yeah. plant.
0: Okay. That was pretty fast. <laughs> uh, On to prof and...
2: <laughs> it's a video.
0: On to prof and PB.
2: Proficiency and proficiency bonus. Uh, this scales with your level and... Proficiency itself is a Boolean function, for the most part, of whether or not you are trained and or skilled at a specific task.
1: Hey, Duncan, what's that word mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the one that's supposed <laughs> to ask It's a binary state, basically. Okay. Uh, there are others that, uh, features that give you half proficiency, such as jack-of-all-trades from the Bard list. That's why I say for the most part. It's a yes or no question. Can I do a thing? Yeah. And uh, this relates to skills like athletics and acrobatics, which you've heard me talk about checks and saves with.
0: Yeah. It's basically just, are you good with it or not?
2: And PB yeah. is the abbreviated form of proficiency
3: bonus, and it
2: rarely comes up. Yeah. It, it's only been introduced with uh, the latest book that uh, they printed, which is Tasha's, which is shortened for Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And uh Yeah.
0: Doesn't the proficiency normally start out with two?
2: Yes. Uh, you start at two and over the course of leveling it will grow all the way up to plus six.
1: So is there a character that has just one? No. 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 Everybody starts at plus two. Mm.
2: Uh
0: I think some creatures would technically yeah. have yeah. Can, that.
1: What's the highest can... proficiency?
0: Six. I just said this. That's how much a player can get. Non-player
2: player. Um, oh, I want yes. to I wanna say the I want like
0: to say the goes up to 10. Yeah. Well, Tarrasque half of that's his like
2: strength
1: plus 15 because they have 30, uh, 30 strength. Yeah. So
0: that'd be plus 10
1: Yeah. So That'd
0: be plus 10 from their strength. Yeah. 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 So hey, if it's plus things, 15, that's only plus is 5.
2: The weird. Yeah.
0: And no, the Tarrasque is above that. It's got more than just a plus five as its proficiency bonus. Uh,
2: Tarrasque gets a plus nine as a proficiency bonus. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the Tarrasque is Godzilla!
0: He's the toughest monster in the Monster Manual.
2: Yeah, in the first book of baddies.
0: Yeah. If you think a Beholder's bad, <laughs> uh, no,
2: no, no, they're they're both just about as bad, just different flavors.
0: Yeah, depending on if you want to Try brute strength, your way... i I'm
1: gonna eat you, beholders. More, you're now my possession.
2: Yeah, uh, beholder. By the time you see one, they've won. Yeah,
1: yeah they you
0: can, you've can, got to you've not got enough. to somehow outsmart a beholder, basically.
2: Who spends their days thinking of ways that you could have possibly outsmarted it. And making sure that can never happen.
0: Yeah. And the Trask is, you know, brute strength. Go zero. So it, it, it's, it's a very simple brains versus brawn situation.
1: Who's smarter? A beholder or a mind flayer?
0: Not a yes. topic for right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are both smarter <sighs> than everyone.
0: <laughs> On to money.
3: Money, 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 money. money.
2: Uh, these have a number of different abbreviations, uh, copper, silver, gold, platinum, those are the basics. Then occasionally you have like steel pence or uh, electrum, if you're really weird. What's
0: electrum? Copper is abbreviated to CP, silver is abbreviated to SP, gold is GP, electrum is EP, and platinum is PP.
2: <laughs>
0: I have no clue what he's talking about when he said the something pence.
2: Yeah, steel pence is a setting specific thing. Uh, electrum is basically halfway between silver and gold.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is why so few people use it. It's like a $5. It's like, it's like a $2 bill. It's like, rare. Why would you... It, it just throws off all of the math. Yeah. Everything else scales nice and neatly in tens. Mm-hmm. Ten copper piece makes one silver. Ten silver makes a gold. Ten gold makes a platinum. What the f is the Electrum doing here?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. it, it It's real crazy.
2: I thought it was a hundred gold. Uh, no. no.
0: No, it's ten for each.
2: Yeah, it's scaling in tens. Okay.
0: On to CR...
2: Challenge rating. This is a thing that players don't usually get to see. Or hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a system that they sorted out all of their uh, monsters by. And it is, in essence, what level a four man party needs to be at to consider X monster a sufficient challenge. Not a world ending threat. But not a pushover. Right. And it's complete bullhockey. Just baloney. Completely. Because I've had you guys take on stuff that's more than three times your level and emerge completely unscathed.
0: However, you have also given us some legendary items.
2: Uh, Even before that, dude. Like, did did you honestly think I expected any of you to emerge unscathed from a fight with a dragon.
0: Well, to be fair, it was either you're dead or you're not.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of sucker save. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But the fact of the matter is, is that CR is largely ignored due to a little thing called the action economy. Which is a relatively high concept in D and D, and it boils down to, gross oversimplification away. The team with the most turns wins. Yeah. Unless they're, you know, grossly outclassed. Like I won't pit a party of level one adventurers against an iron golem. That's just mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, on to Adv and Dis.
2: Advantage and disadvantage for a, for a split second. I was like, what in the absolute hell are you talking about? <laughs> Again, this is more of a written shorthand, than a spoken yes. one.
0: Because you're not going to be like, adver
2: Yeah, have ad- <laughs> uh, it This was basically a uh, thing in 5th uh, edition that they brought in to uh, help simplify things down. Advantage and disadvantage. It's a single state, you can't have multiple instances do anything special for you. Right. Um, uh, either...
0: if, if you have both, they cancel out, though. Yeah,
2: yeah, true. It, if you're having both of them, it is important to count how many of each you have, that way you know which side of the spectrum you're falling on, if any.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you had disadvantage because of smoke and advantage because of... The dude's on the ground or whatever, yeah. Yeah,
1: it would cancel out. you just make a normal attack. Hmm.
3: Yes,
0: Yes, but if you have two things of advantage, while well, that doesn't do anything normally...
2: You'd be able to take one level of disadvantage and still have advantage.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh, that uh, applies the same with having two disadvantages and only one advantage. Yeah. So if you have more... Like, say you had three advantages and two disadvantages... you would Yes, have you would have advantage. Okay, I get it now. So stacking and, doesn't do anything unless, unless there's... Advantage and disadvantage combined.
1: (laughs) Get like five times stacking advantage rolls, five d20s. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be
2: a very homebrew thing.
1: Oh my gosh, Uh, yeah.
2: But basically, advantage and disadvantage both means that you're going to be rolling two d20s whenever you go to do stuff. Yeah. And you take take either the better, if you have advantage, or you take the worse.
0: If you have disadvantage.
2: disadvantage. Technically, what disadvantage is, is I get to pick it as the DM. But it's usually just take the lower roll.
0: Yeah. Moving on to cardboard.
2: Cardboarding again, this is a more homebrewy thing, and so you won't usually see it very often in uh, adventures or official material. The
0: reason why we're bringing it up is because we will probably be using it in some of our sessions or whatnot.
2: Indeed, it it deals with the very human problem of scheduling, because life happens and not everybody can efficiently meet every time like the world's crazy yeah cardboarding is a system in which you basically ignore that one of the players isn't present and they get half XP. now whenever I reference cardboarding it's just we're just gonna play and not acknowledge that they're not here or contributing or what have you yeah uh Basically, they fade into the background. When people run actual experience, cardboarding is a way to make sure that someone isn't overly penalized for missing a session.
0: Pretty much. Because that would kind of suck. hmm Yeah. The pressure's on. Yeah. You gotta show up. Uh, on to railroading.
2: That is, again, more of a metagame term. Yes. Uh, it refers to a style of DMing that literally every DM does, regardless of what they tell you.
0: Players can also do this, though.
2: Yeah, true. It's basically when you ensure that one outcome is the only thing that's going to happen.
0: On the DM side.
2: Well, well, i most using of the generic terms that way. Yes,
0: however, of most of the time whenever players are railroading, it's more of you know, one character saying, hey, I'm going to do this, and then everyone else saying no every time they try to do something that the party doesn't agree with.
2: Yeah, which that's one of those things where I would recommend you set down the whatever it is you're holding and have a chat person to person. Because if one person is either, A, dictating what's going to happen to the rest of the party, or the rest of the party is completely shutting out someone that is bad that person is not having fun or those people are not having fun yeah and it is a problem that needs to be fixed pronto dente mm-hmm. because like the only rule of d d that actually matters is have fun yeah and so people being absolute wang rods <laughs> like that need to be dealt with in whatever manner you see fit personally I prefer immolation
1: which is...
2: Set the- them on fire! Usually
1: from the inside. Alright, <laughs> Moving on, please. <laughs>
0: on to sandbox. Yeah, that, sandbox. That is the
2: counterpoint to railroading. And it's one of those things that a lot of people who say they have a sandbox have a very elaborate railroad that you can't see working. And this is a purely DM thing. It refers to a style of campaign in which you set up the world with stuff to do and you let the players roam about it as they choose. Yeah. It is very, very taxing if you want to do an actual sandbox, which is why most people don't do it. Right. I have a sandbox in that my setting is kept open to where you guys can make stuff up. And I take the things that I like and put them at specific places. There are nine different pre-written campaigns in my setting that all I need is for you guys to wander into. And it'll start. Right. But that sort of thing, keeping active tabs on it, is very, very tiring.
0: Which makes sense. On to... DPS slash DPR.
2: Damage per second or more accurately, damage per round. How hard you hit. Yeah, consistently. What's yeah, the difference? This with, takes what, what's the
0: difference between damage per second and round? Because damage per
2: second doesn't exist in D. Yeah, because right. combat is turn based. Yes. Not real time, like in a lot of video games.
0: So how does the time work?
2: Uh, basically well, a round of combat like six lasts six seconds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. everyone's turn happens, happens, happens at roughly the same In six time. seconds.
2: Yeah. So, like, say, we all got into a bar fight. Every round of combat, our turns would all be happening at roughly the same time. In sequence, over the span of six seconds.
0: Right, because, like, in an actual fight, you know, everyone's not going to be waiting on the wizard to, you know, figure they, out yeah. what his spell is.
2: Yeah. You know. And, and even, like discounting the whole waiting on the wizard to pick what he's casting. No one's going to stand there let the wizard throw something at them and then move. Yeah. It's not like a JRPG where we stand in lines and then take it in turns to run up and smack the other guy and then run back to our designated spot. Yeah. It it it's something to try and make combat a bit more realistic and it works for what it's intended to do. It's very much leaning into the whole heroic fantasy thing. But it's not as realistic as some uh, other systems that I've seen happen. Right. Uh, One of the ones that I'm most fascinated with is a sliding scale, basically, wherein uh, different action complexities cost different amounts And it's like, whoever's in the back of the class gets to go first. And they can just repeatedly do tiny attacks and their turn will last however long it lasts. Yeah. Until they pass somebody and then it's their turn.
0: So, while we're kind of on the subject of damage, I would like to mention the Different types of uh, styles you can play as basically. Being tank, yeah, the damage yeah, dealer. Yeah, damage
2: per round does segue into that very nicely. And uh, keep in mind the damage per round is calculated on an average, meaning basically exactly halfway between your max and your minimum. So, regardless of whether you roll really well or roll garbage dpr ain't gonna change
0: it does also take into account of your uh proficiency bonus and modifiers though
2: yeah yeah that helps raise the memo yeah uh but play styles again this is a thing that happens with party composition that i continuously tell my players not to worry about like Peyton, who didn't listen to me when i told him not to worry about it Sir? I wanted to be a cleric, all right? No, you wanted to be a rogue, and then when you saw that everybody else was squishy, you wanted to be a cleric.
1: Well, that would just help them be less smear on pavement.
2: <laughs> Anyhow, uh, typical roles in combat are DPS, healer, and tank. And D&D and other role-playing games add onto it with the skill monkey. Mm-hmm and skill monkey is just someone who is good at everything I think bards, rogues particularly weird good with things like checks yes, checks I thought you said checks yeah, yeah, for a second I thought you were talking about the cereal like what the hell man (laughs) Uh, tanks are either they they either have high HP or high AC or both or both and they're good at getting hit and having it not matter. Yeah. Healers make sure that the tank survives as well as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And DPR is the people who actually make things dead.
0: Yeah. They're, they're the damage dealers, so.
2: Yeah. Again, it, this is a concept that is brought over to D&D from stuff like MMOs. And therefore doesn't translate one to one. True. People tend to swear by it whenever they're making a party. You have a skill monkey, a tank, DPS, and a healer. But, again, completely not vital.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: anything else on the docket? Nope. No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> we. So, th- this is the end of our... Terms and terminologies, um, stuff that we'll be using, or maybe not.
2: Uh, it's just stuff that's going to come up, regardless of whether we intend it to. Yeah. And uh, given that not a lot of people take the time to lay out what the terms are, it's one of those things that half the time your nerd friend who brought you here is going to explain them as you go, as yeah. they pop up, if you ask.
0: Pretty much. But... So,
2: yeah. One small step for nerd kind.
0: Yeah. Anyways, this is us closing out pretty much.
2: Yeah, we thank you for your patience in A, dealing with our dumbasses asses, and B, figuring out how we're formatting stuff. Yeah. Because we're we are s- not professionals. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> Definitely not. Not in the slightest. Thank you for uh, joining us and... Paying attention if you did.
2: Thank you for your time.
3: Peace out from Dog Couch.
0: <laughs> Join us for our next session.